Race matters. 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 I'd like to acknowledge that we are recording on unceded Wurundjeri land. This land has been in the hands of generations of Wurundjeri custodians for thousands of years before us, and it will continue to be in their hands long after us. It's a meeting place for sharing knowledge, stories, and song, and we are privileged to be part of the storytelling today and every day at Amplify Bookstore. We are broadcasting out of Redfern, the birthplace of black theatre in this country and a site for resistance and resilience for First Nations peoples. I pay my respect to Gadigal and Wurundjeri elders past and present. We honour this in all the work that we do and carry this into our conversation today. You're listening to Book Club with Amplify Bookstore on Race Matters. If this is your first time listening to our book club on Race Matters, this is a space where we chat about some of the amazing books by people of colour and discuss why it's so important we read widely. I'm Dio Xingxuan. And I'm Marina Sano, and we're the co-founders of Amplify Bookstore, an online bookstore dedicated to books written by Black, Indigenous and people of colour. I think before we begin, it's quite hard to start without acknowledging all of the terrible, terrible things that have been happening in the world right now. Um, And we wanted to take a moment to sort of check in and to make sure that you are also doing okay. And if you're not, that that's fine. Um... The world is quite the dumpster fire at the moment, as we like to say, and the mainstream news has become more and more unreliable. We're watching a genocide happen, but the media and our politicians won't call it that. And so really, it's all very, very grim. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and defeated by it all at the moment, but finding tangible ways to do something are the move at the moment. To keep up your energy and to show solidarity for the communities most impacted. Here at Amplify, we're staying motivated with the same kind of energy that sparked the store to begin with. The issues that are top of mind at the moment aren't new, and they aren't going to go away without systematic change. Systems don't change themselves, though, and books are a brilliant place for everyone to start learning and start engaging. We're doing our best to make it as many resources, information and options available for people now with our platform. So we turned three recently, which is an absolutely crazy thing to think about. I'm really bad with understanding how time works. So for me, I do everything in like human levels of like achievement. And so Amplify could technically go to pre-K now, which is a horrifying experience (laughs) to think about. (laughs) Um, This three years went by really, really fast, but also like painfully slow. We're really learning to work sustainably and saying not today to our inbox, Um, and our to-do list when we just simply cannot and also learning to rest we've had a lot of learning curves I think every year has been quite the learning curve there's something else that we're learning to do Uh, this year in particular was all about learning how to work in a way that would maintain us for a longer period of time than just three years and then dead well like you said Amplify could now start preschool I feel like we've seen that with the three years where now professionally we're sort of established and so, like, we know people, people know us in the least, like, obnoxious <laughs> way. Um, and we're obviously still very much sort of a startup situation. 
but with the experiences and connections that we've made over these last three years, it's been really lovely to be able to carve out this place and I guess hold on to it for all this time. Yeah, I think one of the things that I'm most grateful for is the fact that we have such a wonderful community around us and the fact that we can do what we do and people support it and not just like support it monetarily but wholeheartedly and the fact that we have a community and an audience that share our um, ideas and they really connect with the store and our mission. I think that's been really the main driving force for me is sort of knowing that what I do not just like matters in like an egotistical I do something that's important way but matters to people outside of myself and also the work that I do is important enough that it's making a little bit of a difference. And at the very least, it's helping someone find a book that they're never going to read otherwise, which I think is quite nice. I think also it's really easy to feel really helpless in moments like this. I think, you know, waking up every day and having that like cognitive dissonance when you walk into work and having to pretend that there isn't like a full-fledged genocide happening right now. Um, I think normally I feel this way anyways, walking into work and being like, why is the work that I do important and trying really hard to find that but at times like these I feel like extra helpless and silly writing little emails and being like hi please reply me this is the most important thing that I will send today uh when it's not um (laughs) uh, but you know I think what I've been really trying to pay attention to is the ways in which our resistance is working you know I find a lot of Like I can pull a lot of energy from watching the protests happen, learning that, you know, the protests are working and also seeing how our community shows up and protests as well. Because like Marina's told us, told me that someone sent two Palestinian books to their MPs and local office. Sorry, someone sent one to their local MP and the other one went straight to Penny Wong's office. It's nice to, you know, in the middle of all of the horrible things that are popping up to see it moments of solidarity and knowing that the protests are working to an extent even though you know we might not be able to fully trust the people that we appointed into office or organizations that are meant to protect us but it's nice to know that the people are showing up ultimately as members of society all of our existences can be politicized some people are unfortunately forced to face this in a more threatening way more frequently than others but it's true of us all So one more body, one more voice, one more chime of dissent is how any change begins and you shouldn't underestimate your value and keep showing up where you can. So in light of everything that has been happening, instead of talking about just one book today, we thought that we would recommend you a little reading list of books by Palestinian authors in case you are interested in getting to know more about what is happening through either fiction, nonfiction, even through in like a graphic memoir. Yeah, like Sean said, one of the reasons that we started Amplify is to uplift the voices of people we don't hear from often. And so, especially like right now, hearing these stories and fiction and non of that come from lived experience is an immeasurably valuable way to gain insight into other people's experiences and to learn about their lives and perspectives. 
So to hear about life under occupation, what being Palestinian means to people, particularly at this point in time, we find that books are becoming an incredibly accessible way to see into these lives and to listen and learn with empathy, especially now when we're seeing a dominant narrative in the news as per usual. That's ignoring them. That's ignoring them. Yes. Um, It's never more important to hear from a variety of voices and experiences. Marina, do you want to start with our first book? We're starting strong with one of the first books that we ever stocked for our bookshop. And it's A Woman is No Man by Itaf Ram, which is a distinctly Palestinian novel. But this smash hit debut touched a nerve with women from all over the world. It follows women from three generations of a Palestinian and later Palestinian-American family and the ways that patriarchy and cultural expectations shape their lives. It's written with such obvious care and respect for each and every character and it's a completely devastating but propulsive read. And it's easily one of the best books I've read in a long time and definitely the best exploration of generational trauma that I've seen on the page. That's a really, really, really strong statement to make because like 80% of Amplify books are about generational trauma. It's so good because you're following three different lives and the ways that they interact with each other but sort of not in turn but in tandem. It just makes it all that more powerful by the time you get to the end. Um, And this author has also recently released her second novel, Evil Eye, and that is the perfect continuation of what she was exploring in A Woman Is No Man. Our second recommendation today is Power Born of Dreams by Mohamed Sabahana. We included this in our subscription pack, the Discovery Pack, a couple cycles ago because it was just the most beautiful linograph-graphic novel that we have ever seen. Um, It wasn't the most popular choice at the time, but and we were left with maybe about 10 copies. It's fully left been flying off the shelves since then a a really really beautiful graphic memoir i think the artwork style and everything in it is just so gorgeous um but it's also a really accessible way to read about palestine and palestinian um and the israeli occupation um in a way that's not super word heavy if you are kind of put off by a lot of words like it's still facts based and that's I feel one of its best differentiators from a lot of what else is being recommended at the moment. Yeah, and it's basically about a person's, a man's life in what is an Israeli prison, experiences being trapped there. If you are keen to learn more about Palestinian history and the lived experience of life under occupation, we highly recommend Power Born of Dreams. Our third recommendation today is another book that I read recently that came out last month called Songs for the Dead and the Living by poet Sarah M. Saleh, the daughter of Palestinian, Lebanese and Egyptian migrants. Centred around Jamila, it follows her and her family as their lives are upended by war, just the governments at large um, and social pressure while constantly living in fear of being found out as Palestinian. It's a really accessible but poetically written book and a brilliant work from a local voice. And one of the best quotes from the book, I reckon, was, what's true freedom if they're only permitted to fly in a cage? Which really resonates with the call for a ceasefire and nothing much else. Our final book for you today is Minor Detail by Adania Shibley. 
the book that has been the center of the literary community and the author like horribly horribly treated at the Frankfurt Book Fair. Yep. Yes. Minor detail revolves around a brutal crime committed one year after the war of 1948, which Palestinians mourn as the Nakba. The catastrophe that led to the displacement, exile and refugeedom of some 700,000 people and which Israelis celebrate as the War of Independence. Minor detail is a great entry point into the history of Palestine and provides critical information for understanding today's unfolding genocide. The media wants us to think that this so-called conflict started on October 7, but in reality, there's been a history of over 70 years of brutal occupation and colonization of Palestinian land. Minor detail is pretty much the only one of any of these books that has a local publisher, and that's not an import. So it is the most likely to be the most readily available and it is also more or less the most seminal text of fiction on the Israeli occupation of Palestine. So this is just a short list of four books that we think are a really great starting place if you are looking to educate yourself more on what is happening in Palestine at the moment. But also just to hear from Palestinian voices, which we should be doing all the time anyway as part of our wider reading to listen and seek out everyone's voices. Um, If you're looking for more Palestinian books, we have a whole section on the website on the front page for you to scroll. There are also more resources on our Instagram and a full list of books will be made available on the Race Matters Instagram account as well. That's all for Book Club on Race Matters this week. I'm Marina Sano. And I'm Dio Tsing Shren. Always, but especially now, please try to turn up in the ways that you can. As Sarah M. Saleh put it best in Songs for the Dead and the Living, knowledge doesn't automatically mean freedom, it just means more informed prisoners of this system. So keep learning, but also keep showing up. At the moment, there are plentiful resources on how you can show your support and solidarity with Palestinian people through protests, rallies, sit-ins, donations, signing petitions, and more. So follow your local community leaders. And we've got Free Palestine Melb, Palestine Action Group, and APAN, the Australian Palestine Advocacy Network, who, by the way, also have a small community library if Again, if you're looking for access to books. And of course, if you are looking to purchase any of these, they are available at amplifybookstore.com. But for now, read widely and we'll see you next time. Bye. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters. Race matters.